Blog Talk Radio. from the 
another four, what I call the season um, <clears throat> series. Suppose we start there. Tell us how setting the setting and death on the Delta reflects your experiences there. Okay, sure. Uh, you're right. Um, the the first four books in the, uh, the Alexa Williams series are all set primarily um, in South Central Pennsylvania, where I live, uh, and they all had seasons names. Um, so I was confronted with a, a dilemma. Uh, when I had to go to book number five, first of all, what to name it. Uh, and from there, it just sort of flowed the idea of let's make a, a big departure. Uh, and um, I took uh, Alexa halfway across the world to Botswana uh, for this new book, Dead on the Delta. Uh, one of the reasons uh, I did it was just to mix things up a little bit, uh, and there there is a, a rational reason for it because uh, one of the continuing characters in the book, uh, Alexa's boyfriend Reese, uh, is a lion researcher. Uh, now, in the the previous books, he'd he'd come home to uh, South Central Pennsylvania, started to work for a foundation, was no longer out in the field. Uh, but I thought, well, why not send them back to send him back to Africa and uh, have Alexa go along. And the other big reason that I wanted to write about Africa was because I. And especially Botswana is because I, I simply love uh, Botswana. Um, I've my as you say, my husband and I have gone on quite a number of African safaris. Uh, we keep going back again and again and again, uh, multiple times, and I really enjoy the whole safari experience, um, being in the wild. Uh, and wanted to not only convey that to the reader, use it as a, a what I thought was a, a perfect ba background for an Alexa Williams suspense story, uh, as well as bring attention to conservation issues, um, declining elephant and lion populations, as well as uh, the dangers of poaching. Yeah, and that is especially realistic in your book. Um, how how has your writing with um, Death on the Delta evolved? Is was it easier, more challenging compared to the previous novels, or did setting move you out of your comfort zone, or were you comfortable with the topics that you've been there a number of times? Well. Um, it was a little harder because, in one way, uh, because I had some things to learn in more detail about Botswana and the subjects I cover. It also involves some political issues, uh, so I, I needed to come up to speed on those issues uh, in a foreign country. And, it, you know, what, what I discovered is it's one thing to visit for a few weeks on a safari 
to a destination, um, and, mm-hmm. and you know, then you're just having fun. You're on vacation. You're experiencing all the the adventure of being out there in the African bush. Uh, but when you sit down and put um, pen to paper, so to speak, uh, you realize that there are, are some gaps. At least I realized that there were some gaps in my knowledge that I needed to brush on, up on. Uh, one of the reasons um, that I felt I needed to go back on safari and go to Botswana again, which my husband and I did, um, was to actually brush up and fill in those knowledge gaps. Uh, and, you know, I could talk more about that at a if you want, but I guess the other thing in answer to your specific question about was it easier or harder to write this book, I did make a departure in this book from the first four as well. In the first four books, I, on each one, I had a contemporary story that involved my protagonist, Alexa, uh, but then there was a historical story that paralleled the contemporary story and then wove into the the final uh, chapters of each of the of the books. So the two threads came together. In this one, um, I, I thought about using the same format, and it, it just didn't feel right. I, I looked at a couple of different uh, historical stories I could tell, Um, and although there is some historical background within the story, I've done it as a straightforward contemporary plot, Uh, and so there Mm -hmm. is no parallel stories, and that actually was easier to write, um, because the crafting two stories in one, you have to really, you know, pay attention to pacing, to how the threads come together. So this was actually easier in that regard. So it's actually Death on the Delta is more linear in the plot line, that it's exactly. concentrating on the one. Okay. No. And that was actually easier. Hmm. Yes, it was. Okay. What did you think? What were your biggest challenges in writing? Was it the research for Death on the Delta? Um, for this particular book, um, mm-hmm. probably um, the 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 big challenge uh, was the research, and um, as I I mentioned, um, to to overcome that hurdle, and also for fun, um, my husband and I spent four weeks in Botswana um, uh, as as I was writing this. Um, most of it on safari, uh, but we also spent time in Habarone, which is the capital city, uh, and uh, had some. I had meetings with somebody from the U.S. Embassy. I had uh, met with a couple of other experts throughout the trip. Um, I we also got to know the city a little bit, uh, the government. Um, and 
because I wanted to be able to write about Alexa spending time mm-hmm. on a commission that she works on in the um, in the, the capital city, Haberone. Um And also we spent a little bit of time in a smaller city called Mon, which is the gateway to the Okavanga Delta, which is the the place where most of the book takes place. It's a, it's a very wild place, um, totally, uh, mostly a roadless area. Uh, you fly in by plane um, and uh, hop from camp to camp. Uh, and so we did, you know, the safari, the two cities. And then the, the, the final piece of research that I did sort of on site when I was in Botswana was I realized that although I'd written about Reese in the past as a lion researcher, um, I didn't really know exactly what a lion researcher did on a day-to-day basis. And so I, with the safari company that we used, uh, I, I was able to arrange some time in the bush with a young woman who is an actual real-life lion researcher. She works for a project called Wild Crew, uh, Wild CRU, uh, which is um, sponsored by the University of Oxford in England, um, and it runs a program called the Trans-Kalahari Predator Program in Botswana and Zimbabwe. Uh, and the woman, uh, Robin Kotsky, um, spent uh, three days with us. We, we went out into the Okavanga Delta, and we spent three days, and she taught me about lion research, uh, and we looked for lions and had a great time, actually. Mm, that's, the that's the other thing I would mention is in terms of challenges in, in writing the book, this is maybe a, a small one, but uh, the names were a challenge because bots, names of people in Botswana, as you might imagine, um, are very different uh, than uh, names of people here in the United States. Uh, and so I had to do a lot of research. Uh, I scanned, like, newspapers online and other material that I had for um, Botswana names so that I could be authentic in the uh, characters, the local characters that I named in the book. That's interesting because I think that lends a lot of credibility to your book. I mean, because it it does sound, you know, very when you're talking with officials, you know, very official, you know. So very, um, very. That's amazing the research you know you did for this book. Um, it, it, would it be a spoiler to ask about the social issues? I know in all of your other Alexa Williams books, there's a, a social issue that you deal with um it would it be a spoiler to, to mention the poaching or we can move on no I, so. I don't think so okay. i mean a, a core part of the plot um and i won't go into a whole lot of detail but um does involve elephant poaching um the poaching is a very real factor 
uh, in Africa these days. Uh, and mm-hmm. even though there was a worldwide treaty uh, that banned importation of ivory to almost all countries, there still is a thriving black market. Uh, Now, Botswana is uh, lucky, actually, and probably lucky isn't all of it. They've done a a very good job over the years in trying to preserve wildlife. And uh, as a result, they have, um, I think, perhaps the largest elephant population in the country. And, in fact, there's some talk that perhaps they have too many elephants uh, vis-a-vis the, you know, the human population. But um, they do have a lot of elephants, yet all across the continent of Africa, elephant populations are uh, diminishing. Um, Lion populations are diminishing. Um, Even giraffe populations are diminishing in some places. And so poaching, while just one of the factors, uh, the others involve, you know, loss of habitat, human uh, interaction, even climate variables. Um, But poaching remains a, a big issue. And so I wanted to make that, um, a core issue, and the broader um, questions of animal conservation in the book. Um, I guess I would mention two other, um, I guess we'll call them social issues, that appear in the book. Um, Botswana is a, a country in which they have not been able to really Oh, what's the right word? Battle the scourge of AIDS, even though there's there's free treatment, there's free um, antiretrovirals. Uh, still, 25% of the adult population in Botswana is um, H- has HIV or AIDS uh, infection. So that mm-hmm. comes into the book in places as well as the sex trafficking, which is a theme I dealt with with um, in one of my earlier books uh, that took place back here in Pennsylvania. You know, another thing, I'm I'm impressed by your book trailer. And I must admit, I had, uh, hadn't seen or heard of this tool before. I saw yours. And uh, tell us how that came to fruition and let listeners know where they can view it. Um, is this a new approach to online marketing in the face of COVID? Well, uh, yes. I, I guess um, I do have a book trailer. It's out on YouTube. You can look at it. Uh, you can search for Dead on the Delta book trailer on YouTube, and you'll find it there. And and I was really pleased with it. Um my publicity team has developed book trailers for um, some of my previous books. Um, I guess I would say that in the, the earlier books, um, they're pretty basic. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're not effective, but they're pretty basic. They're pretty short. Um, and with each of the 
later books, I'd say Dead of Spring, then Dead of Winter, um, we got a little bit more sophisticated. Um, with Dead of Winter, we, we found a, a gentleman who does book trailers and other video uh, things for for a living, uh, and we went back to him again for Dead on the Delta, and this is the first time that we did a book trailer with narration, and, and that was really interesting because we did a whole Zoom thing with the the fellow who did the narration for the the trailer uh, and sort of coached him over Zoom and then he'd pop into his uh, recording booth and record the dialogue uh, but Alan Clements the, the, the guy who uh, crafted the video for me the trailer uh, I think did an excellent job uh, and what I was really looking for was to bring both a sense of Africa uh, and as well as a little bit of the the menace and suspense that I hope readers feel as they're uh, reading the book. Yeah, it certainly does that. Uh, well, and and like you said, to... Joan, I think that um, the, it really, in this time of COVID, where uh, there aren't going to be all the typical in-person uh, book events that uh, authors like to do. Uh, a book trailer is something that maybe conveys the message and gets the word out there about a new book uh, in a way that that at least, least helps alert the public and provide some marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really a good idea. And yours is well done. It does give a, a a very clear sense of the, the plains and Africa, you know, so it's very effective, I thought. So when does Death of the Delta hit the bookstores, and, and you're not doing a physical launch then? Well, that's still technically up in the air, um, mm. okay. but it, it hits the, the bookstores on February 16th. Um, there are a couple of places where it's already available for uh, pre-order uh, at sunburybooks.com, uh, at Barnes & Noble, um, not yet on Amazon, and probably um, not in bookstores, but uh, it will hit the, the shelves on bookstores uh, who order it, which order it, on February 16th. And then I do have a series of events scheduled. Um, tentatively, there's a, a book launch at, on March 6th in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, my hometown, um, at Whistlestop Bookshop. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's going to happen. Um, but there will be a series of other virtual book talks and book events um, at different bookstores uh, around the, the country and the region. Um, and those will take place over the course of mostly March, uh, a few, I think, trail into April. And you can always find the details of those 
uh, on my website, which is uh, Uh and I'll also be publicizing them as they as they unfold on my Facebook author page as well. Do you want to mention the picture the photographs you're posting on Facebook? Oh yeah, um, in order to sort of warm people up for the idea of a book that takes place in Africa. Uh, on my Facebook author page um, over the past couple weeks and leading up to at least the launch of Dead on the Delta, um, I've been posting a picture a day of uh, an African with an African theme. Um, usually, well, and in fact, all of these photos are taken by either my husband or me on one of our safaris, and it's just to get people into that uh, mood to explore a suspense thriller in the African bush. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with us and our audience or something that I didn't touch on? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your last question. I said, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience or anything else I didn't touch on, like, you know, the characters? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, You know, I don't think so, Judy. I think, you you know, we covered all of the high points uh, of the book. Uh, I... uh, I'm looking forward to the launch and uh, am curious to see um, how Alexa Williams fans uh, like a book that's set somewhere other than in in south-central Pennsylvania. I'm sure there will be pros and cons for it. Uh, but uh, I, I think we've pretty much run out of time, so that, that's, that's probably the, the high points for today. Thank you. Okay. Well, I, I think it's a great trailer again, Death on the Delta. Everybody needs to, you know, look it up and check it out. And best of luck to you with your book launch. And uh, you know, during this uh, kind of a difficult time. And a note to all you yeah. readers: our books, yeah, our books are available at Sunbury Press's online bookstore, Amazon. Barnes and Noble and other online retailers and bookstores, and you can also ask any independent bookseller to order it. And thanks, special thanks to all of you for listening to the Milford House Mysteries. We hope you enjoyed our program. Look for future and past episodes on Radio and the BookSpeak Network. You can sign in using your Facebook password and then pull down the under BS. There's a select episodes, and we have they're still posted all the ones that we've done. So you can just go down and listen to however many you would like. Um, you can also follow us on social media when we post each broadcast. In the next program, we will be interviewing, <coughs> excuse me, Elena Taylor, author, at February on February the 18th. Uh, so be sure to tune in then. Sherry, you want to give your Facebook again? Um, yeah, you know, I just had one quick thing I wanted to mention first, Jody. I, I, I just remembered that um, listeners uh, should know that I'm planning in late February to do a, a limited uh, 
multi-episode podcast just about dead in the delta um and uh, my african adventures uh so that uh keep posted for that um it'll be just a, a limited thing um about the book about africa and uh you can also find that as everything else um by following me on social media um on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and on the web at www.sherrynolton.com once again. And I'm on Facebook.com slash Cases by J.M. West. And my website is www.carlylecrimecases, all around together, .com. So until next time. Okay, thank you for the interview. Um, Absolutely. We'll see you all later. Thanks for listening in. Mm-hmm. Sure.